Hello to all you doinks out there, and welcome back to Doinked. This is the podcast in which Dave and Josh go over all things in the sports world. Tonight, we're going to go over the NFL's 100th season. Uh, we're going to go over an end-of-year recap, going over the NFL honors, the Hall of Fame class of 2020, as well as the Super Bowl, which just finished yesterday between the San Francisco 49ers and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Which I'm going to say right now, we were both wrong. Oh, Dead wrong. Well, it is what it is. You yeah. know, you have a lot of faith in the young head coach. Um, Andy Reid has never shown that in the big game in the yeah. past. You got to remember, he's only won two championship games. Yeah, he's zero one in the Super Bowl coming into this game. Yeah, and um, you know, I figured Kyle Shanahan would follow the lineage of his father and get himself a win. Nope. Didn't happen. Did not happen. But nope. we're gonna get to the Super Bowl recap. Let's go over the uh, the. NFL festivities honors. that happened on Saturday night, which is the NFL Honors, yeah, and the Hall of Fame class that was yeah. uh, really introduced to the crowd at the at the Honors, you know, yeah, at the NFL Honors event. Yes. Um. So there were when we went over our beginning of the season uh, predictions, we only had four of these categories. We only did offensive, defensive, comeback, and MVP. Yes. We didn't include rookies because we didn't. Pay attention to the rookies too much, yeah, because we were still early in the season when we made our picks. Yeah, you know, mine got blown up by injuries, but it is what it is. Yeah, um, and then we didn't talk about coach of the year or Walt Payton man of the year because yes. those come well. Walter Payton comes throughout the season. Yeah, they every player, every team nominates a player. Yeah, and then coach of the year we didn't mention, yep. but um, we'll start from the bottom here. Yep. Um, we'll do Walter Payton man of the year second to last. MVP we'll do last. Okay. But we'll do Walter Payton Man of the Year second to last because that's very important. It's very as well. important. It's 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 a great award that gets handed out to a a player who gives back to their local community yeah. wherever they're playing. You yeah, know, there are great players who have won this in the past, from Jared Allen to Charles Tillman, Kyle Long, Kyle Kyle Long's won it. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember some of the other players. Who Eli Manning's won it. won it. Eli Manning has won it. Yeah, and it's all uh, because JJ Watts won it. Yeah, it's all about what they give back to their communities, yeah. and it's a very important award. It's named after you know Walter Payton, sweetness, mm-hmm. and uh, the persona that he put out there for the public in Chicago with bringing people together and different kinds of programs. So yep. it's it's an awesome award. So start um, with Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year was um, the coach of the Baltimore Ravens, Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is a regular season award, so yeah. he most certainly deserved it. He had number oh, yeah. one seed coming yeah. into the playoffs. Best, best, record. best record, yep, 14-2. Um, they had uh, an unbelievable season. You know, everyone thought this was the Browns' division to lose. You know, with all the additions that that team had made yeah. during the offseason and the fact that the Ravens looked like they were in a rebuild for that defense. Yep. Well, I'll tell you something right now. Jim Harbaugh definitely earned this award but the way that he coached the regular yep. season. Now in the playoffs, playoffs was a different story. story. Yeah, but at least this is a regular season award, and he most certainly deserved it. Yeah. Um, up next, we'll do defensive rookie of the year. This was which a runaway. This he ran away with it as soon as he touched that field, and <laughs> yeah. it was Nick Bosa, yeah, the 49ers. defensive end from the San Francisco 49ers. And his dad's the one who accepted the award for him because he was in Florida, and this yep. NFL honors takes place in New York. Yep. And no, uh, Dave put here the first. Brothers, so Nick and Joey, Joey Bosa are the first brothers to win the award. Yeah, defensive. They both won a uh, 
D rookie of the year. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And that's you know that just tells you the lineage of those guys. Yeah. Have. I don't know if they. I think their father played in the NFL as well. I'm not sure, but I don't know if he was at the caliber that these two kids are. But then again, you can always learn from your father. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, offensive rookie of the year, which this one kind of shocked me slightly. Yeah, but who else would you have had? Exactly. Kyler Murray. Yeah. I mean, because thing- a lot, a lot of this rookie class, the standouts were all defensive players. Yeah. But the big thing was is with this offensive rookie of the year, Kyler Murray came in and immediately made a change to the to yeah. the Cardinals. Immediately. They went yeah. on a huge winning streak. Yep. Um he was mainly the reason for it, him and the his head coach, uh uh Kingsbury, working very well together. The offense was working very well, keeping them in a lot of games, even against great competition, like an eventual Super Bowl team like the 49ers. When yep. they played them, they kept the games very close. Yep. And that's that's an attestment to how well Murray played as a rookie. Now the real question is is will he will he be able to continue the strides forward in year 2? That's yeah. the real question. Uh comeback player of the year. We both uh we actually picked from this category. Yes. Um, I picked Jimmy Garoppolo, which I think if this per- person that won it didn't have the season they did, Jimmy Garoppolo could have won that award. Okay, I had Cam Newton, and again, I made my picks week one. We did not air our picks until week three. It was till like week six. Okay. Dude. It was like deep into the season. And uh, yeah, my guy was hurt, which yeah. was Cam Newton. Yeah. Um, But Ryan Tannehill yeah, he... totally deserved this award. Yeah. He took over a Titans team. I think at the time when he took over, they were like three and six, yeah, or something like that, three and five, and he just kept winning. Mm-hmm. He finished the season regular season eight and one, then mm-hmm. he went into New England and beat the Patriots, yeah. Then he went into Baltimore and, and beat, beat the, the Ravens. Ravens, and then he, went into Arrowhead and almost beat the well, Chiefs. No, he had a lead. They didn't almost beat the Chiefs. Yeah, the, the Chiefs. The Chiefs kind of ran away with the Fair. end of that game. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like you know, again, a regular season award. This is a guy who stepped into the shoes of a. a he was a backup quarterback. Stepped in to the shoes of Marcus Mariota. This is a guy who lost his job in Miami. Was basically an outcast, and he became, you know, the best quarterback on that team. Yeah, of multiple first rounders. Marcus Mariota was a first round pick, and so was Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, so it was really nice. You know, really good for him. His one, you know, like his comeuppance. Yeah, to everybody who doubted him. Yeah. Um, defensive player of the year. We both had Khalil Mack. In yep, this. we did. Um, unfortunately, um, reports ended up coming out at the end of the year. Mack played hurt the whole year. Yeah. He was hurt the whole year. He had no help on that team. You know, w- once Akeem Hicks went down, you yeah. know, who's he going to rely on? Lennon Floyd on the other side who couldn't get any kind of pressure. So he's facing double and triple teams. So unfortunately, if you look at the, if you actually break down the metrics of his season, he actually had the same season he did last year. Yeah. Minus the sacks. He actually put in more QB pressures this year. He had more tackles lost this year. Yeah. He had a better statistical year minus the sacks, but that's what everybody looks at. Yeah, true. But the guy who won the award, very deserving. Oh, yeah. Stephon Gilmore of the New England Patriots. Unbelievable the, uh, season. The cornerback. Probably statistically the best corner in the league. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Two years in a row, all, first team all pro. Yep. All day. I mean, um, statistically, people aren't throwing his way, so he's not getting a, a, a ton of picks. But, but the picks he does get, he runs them back. Well, it's not even that he runs them back. It's when it's when outside of the the um outside of the Houston Texans game at the end of the year. Yeah. No receiver went for over 100 yards against them. No. You know what I mean? I think it's I think um QBs uh the QBR was was under 50 the entire game, uh, the entire season I should say, when throwing at Stefan Gilmore. Yeah. You, you you could put him 
on and, uh, on your best receiver, mm-hmm. and and he took took the best receiver out of the game because he plays man coverage. That is what is man coverage. That is what makes man cover man coverage personified. Exactly that Darrell Revis. Yeah, you know what I mean. Th- that's what it is. It's a guy who you can put on an island, say, "Hey, cover that guy, make it happen," and that's what Stephon Gilmore does. Yeah, and and he did it again two years in a row because last year he had a phenomenal year as well. Again, first team All Pro, Defensive Player of the Year, much deserved. So yeah, uh, Offensive Player of the Year, um, as we mentioned in episode three of the Double Doink Sports way back in way back way back when no, actually it was episode one of Double Doink Sports. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that this goes to wide receivers and tight ends. Running backs. Wide receivers and running backs. Yeah, that's why I took Saquon Barkley and, and you I took, took Tyler, Tyler Lockett. Lockett. It did go to a wide receiver. Michael Thomas. It went to a wide receiver in the NFC. Yeah. In Michael Thomas, who <sighs> had probably the best wide receiver year. Yeah. But his, I think his year last year was better. Yeah. I, mean, I could ask, agree with ask that. Ask any Saints fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? As far as like catch percentages and stuff like that. But I think he gets a little bit of an extra oomph this year because he got to play with two quarterbacks. He had to play with Teddy Bridgewater. And, and he, he got to, to play with Drew Brees. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he really he really elevated Bridgewater when he was on the field. And then yeah. obviously he had Brees throwing to him. So we'll see what happens with uh, the Saints this year because this talks, well, Brees is, I think, out of contract. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So we'll see what ends up happening with that team. You know, Bridgewater's a free agent. Yeah. Uh, Brees could retire because he's getting up there in the years. Um, I think the window's closing, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's going to be a very interesting uh, Saints season coming up. So. Yeah, it will. Um, Walter Payton, Man of the Year. Yes. Um, I'm not sure who either of our nominees were. We didn't pick any. No, not for this. I'm talking our own teams. Oh, uh, for the Chicago Bears, it was... Oh, man. I can't remember. I, I can't remember right now. I Something keeps telling me to go to Roquan Smith, but I really don't think it was Roquan Smith. All right. I have pulled it up. Let me see if I can. Where is it? Why can I not find it? 100 season, 50 years of the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Where are the nominees? We're trying to get these just so we have our notes straight. Yeah. Uh, award nominees from the Chicago Bears was Allen Robinson. That's right. He was at the award ceremony in his all-white tuxedo with his wife. I saw that. Yeah, and from the Philadelphia Eagles, we had Malcolm Jenkins. Okay. Okay. Neither of them won. Nope. Because it went to Calais Campbell. Yes. The defensive end from the Jaguars. Yes, yeah. Um, guys, well been deserved. Given, yeah, well, he's been giving back to his community for a very long time. Yeah, he's a guy who's been in Jacksonville now, I think, for about six plus years. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's created a foothold in that community, and he continues to help out. I remember, like for me, the one that always will come to me, come to mind when I think of the Walter Payton Man of the Year was when Charles Tillman won it. Um, he had, he, he still does a whole bunch of stuff still in the Chicago community. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to um, research for, oh, well, not so much research, but helping with families whose kids are stricken to hospital beds and stuff like that yeah. and helping out with those kind of communities. I remember, I think Chris Long won it for some kind of like reading and uh, I initiative, believe so, yeah. Something like that. So it's always great to see these guys giving back to their communities and seeing the recognition that gives out to them. And Khalil Campbell is a phenomenal athlete on the field beyond what he does in his community. Yeah. So somebody who 
um, gets recognized for what he does off the field is just as important as what they do on the field. So yeah, MVP. Well, both unanimously the- voted. I know. Is we this the knew- second year in a row that has been unanimous? Wasn't no, but Mahomes was not. Brady was the only other unanimous vote. No, Peyton Manning won it unanimously once when he had his fifty touchdowns or sixty touchdowns or whatever it was. Uh, yeah. Um, well, regardless of that, I know there's been other unanimous winners in the past. So, but this is one that neither of us got. No, you had Mahomes. Yeah. Which yeah. Super Bowl MVP? Yeah. Hey, but hey, anyhow, it's 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 a, it's a notch in your hat, and uh, you know. We're not even going to talk about mine, so this is whatever. Who was yours again? Uh, I went with, oh, it was a quarterback. Who was it? 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 I can't remember. I don't remember. I remember. I'm trying to remember back to the episode now. It wasn't. No, I didn't pick Brady. No. It wasn't Brady. Ah, screw it. I'll just say I took Trubisky. Whatever. I don't care. It was probably just as bad as picking Trubisky, so it doesn't yeah. matter. It was just a bad... Hey, it is what it is. You deal with injuries, and you look at forecasts and stuff like that, and unfortunately, yeah. plays don't live up to potential. But this is a guy nobody even saw coming. No, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was your MVP. Um, phenomenal season. He broke Michael oh, Vick's. Yeah. He broke Michael Vick's rushing record out of a quarterback. Yeah. Nobody ever thought that record would ever be touched. No. Um, he changed the way that defenses played. Mm-hmm. Completely changed the way that they played. Um, but he fits by a lo- necessity, not even just by evolution, by necessity. Yeah. Um, but he did a lot of the same things that Mahomes did last year, but did it yep. differently. Mahomes did a little bit more with his arm, where Jackson did a little bit more with his legs. Yes. So um, let's see how he does now that teams have film on him. Because now they have a full season of film on him. Yep. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's see what he can do next year. Because yeah. Mahomes, next year is definitely very telling. Ma- Mahomes bucked the trend. I mean, <clears> think about it. He won the MVP last year. Yeah, he missed a few games this year due to injury, but he carried that team. He yeah, carried he did. that team. I yeah, mean, without he, a doubt. He did everything. Um, so now we're going to get to the Hall of Fame class of 2020. Um, so this is broken up into a couple of different uh, sections this year because with the Hall of Fame being the 100th season of the NFL, they decided to enshrine a much larger class. Mm-hmm. Um, usually there's, I believe, two senior committees. Um, there's four or five modern um, selections. And those four or five modern selections will include players or coaches or contributors. This year, they actually broke everything down. They gave you modern selections. They gave you centennial selections, which were actually two coaches. They gave you contributor selections. And then they also gave you senior committee selections. So starting with the modern selections, um, you have Isaac Bruce, who is in his sixth year of eligibility. Steve Atwater, who is in his 16th year Mm -hmm. of eligibility. Edron James, who is in his sixth year of eligibility. Steve Hutchinson, who is in his third year of eligibility, and the only first ballot Hall of Famer in this class is Troy Polamalu. Yep. Much deserved. Now, I was having a discussion yesterday with a group of friends when I was at a Super Bowl party. Edron James and Isaac Bruce have officially opened up the floodgates. Now you have a problem because these two guys are in the Hall of Fame. How so? Because now anybody who hits that Edron James standard of numbers has to get in. And anybody who hits the Isaac Bruce standard of numbers has to get in. Period. Yeah. Period. And that's a problem because they were very good players. Edgar James was a very good player. They weren't necessarily great players. They were great players for their time. But can you take that player and pluck them? That's what I look at at Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer to me is somebody you can take out of a generation. Forget senior committee because senior committee players are guys who are nominated by... 
a completely different set of standards. These are guys who've been on the ballot for 36, 46, yeah. 50 years, whatever it might be. My problem with picks like Edwin James and Isaac Bruce, even Stephen Atwater. Stephen Atwater was on the ballot for 16 years, okay? Yeah. Just like the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame voting, just like the Basketball Hall of Fame voting, it's it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I personally believe Hall of Fame voting should be five years of eligibility and a 90% vote. If you can't get 90% of the vote at the five years, get them off the ballot. They don't belong. Okay. They don't. They really don't. That's fair. I mean, it's unfortunate because in my eyes, you take, again, you're looking on this list, all right? You have Atwater on here who's a, now he's a Hall of Fame safety. Troy Palomalu, who is a Hall of Fame safety. Oh, yeah. Steve Hutchinson is a Hall of Fame offensive lineman. Adrian James is now a Hall of Fame running back, and Isaac Bruce is now a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Yeah. Zach Thomas was on this ballot. Zach Thomas, if you look at his numbers compared to Brian Urlacher, are pretty much a mirror image of each other. Mm-hmm. Zach Thomas did not get in. No, but Urlacher is. But Urlacher's a first ballot. Now, let's preface this. Urlacher is very wanted. Defensive rookie of the year. Defensive player of the year. Had had went to a Super Bowl. Yep. Albeit he lost it. Um, constantly, constantly, constantly having Hall of Fame moments the way he was changing games. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Zach Thomas didn't have moments in which he changed games, but if you just take his numbers, because that's what it looks like they did here with Edrian yeah. James and Isaac Bruce, is they just took numbers mm-hmm. and they said, Okay, that's what this guy did. Sure, he gets in based on his numbers. If you just take numbers, Zach Thomas is a Hall of Famer. Did he ever have that Hall of Fame moment? I don't know. Did he play with a Hall of Famer in Jason Taylor? Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. That changes how good a player can be perceived when you do have a Hall of Famer on your team. Mm-hmm. Like, I look at Brian Arlacca as a second-best player on his teams. Because when Mike Brown was playing, he was the best player on the Chicago Bears. Yeah, Mike Brown just could not stay healthy. Mike Brown would be the player that we'd be talking about right now with Ed Reed, with Troy Polamalu. With, um, um, oh God, what's his name? The, the the safety who died, Sean Taylor. You'd be talking about those three safeties and Mike Brown because Mike Brown was that good. And Brian Urlacher even said it in his yeah. Hall of Fame speech and multiple talks. He always said Mike Brown was the heart and soul of that defense. And you can yeah. go back to the Super Bowl year when, when the Bears went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. When Mike Brown got hurt, the defense fell off. Mm-hmm. And then when Tommy Harris got hurt, the defense fell off. A cliff. Yeah. So it is what it is. Yeah. But Erlacher earned it, deserved it. Zach Thomas has similar numbers. And if they're going to be putting people in just on numbers, then Thomas Zach Thomas is going to be in next in. year. He, he should have been in this year. He should have been in this year. Atwater should not have gotten in. That's just yeah. my opinion. Atwater's been on the ballot for 16 years. How can you justify putting somebody in on, after 16 years of trying? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, when you go to the centennial selections, I have a problem with one of these selections as well. Bill Cower. And Jimmy Johnson are the two centennial selections, both head coaches. I have no problem with Cowher getting in. Absolutely no problem. Okay? Look at the Steelers' history. They've basically had three coaches. Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, and Mike Tomlin. Yeah. That's it. Three coaches. I have a problem with Jimmy Johnson being in the Hall of Fame. Jimmy Johnson won two Super Bowls with Dallas Cowboys and essentially built the third team. Mm-hmm. Because Barry Switzer came in and used the same team to win a Super Bowl. He then went to Miami and he drafted all this talent. He drafted Jason Taylor. He drafted Patrick Sartain. He drafted Zach Thomas. He never won anything. 
Okay? If this was the Football Hall of Fame, football, high school, college, professional, Canadian, whatever, Jimmy Johnson gets in just based on what he did in Miami. <laughs> As the head coach of the University of Miami, he gets yeah. in just based on that. Yeah. But this isn't the Football Hall it's of Fame. It's the National this Football is the League. Professional Football Hall of Fame. Okay? His yeah. two Super Bowl victories do not warrant him getting in. No. Now, yes. Bill Carroll only won one Super Bowl, but he was a credible source for a dynasty of a franchise, not a team, a franchise, after Chuck Noll left. And he kept that team significant all the way until he won that Super Bowl and retired. And then Mike Tomlin took over, and guess what? The Steelers have been significant ever since then. Mm-hmm. Okay, The head coach who should have gotten in was Don Coriel. Okay? And for anybody out there who doesn't know who he is, just look up Air Coriel. It was the offensive juggernaut that pre predated your West Coast offense. It's a lot of downfield passing with Dan Fouts. It's a lot of just big play after big play after big play, which is basically what the NFL has become nowadays. Yeah, Coriel, much. Coriel should be in. Jimmy Johnson should not. But right. it's a it's it's just. Johnson's on Fox, and he does all this stuff, and yeah, it is what it is. And congratulations to him for getting in. He just, I would put Coriel in before him. Yeah. Uh, contributors who got in are Steve Sable, Paul Tagliabue, and George Young. Um, I'm not too familiar with George Young. Um, Paul Tagliabue was the commissioner of the NFL before Roger Goodell. Mm-hmm. And Steve Sable does the NFL film stuff. Okay. So all of them definitely deserve. They all have big stables within the NFL. Again, I'm not sure who George Young is, but as far as if he's being placed in with these other two guys, he definitely belongs. And then the senior committee is where it gets really long. Harold Carmichael, Jimbo Covert, Chicago Bear, Bobby Dillon, Cliff Harris, Winston Hill, Alex Carreras, Donnie Shell, Duke Slater, Max Speedy, Eddie Sprinkle, Chicago Bear. None of these guys have been on a ballot for shorter than 25 years. Mm-hmm. And now they're all being nominated because it's the 100th year in the NFL. And the longest? 58 years yeah. on the ballot. Yeah. Again, senior <clears throat> committee is completely different than the modern yeah. committee. And usually senior committee guys is only two who gets in. And I understand why they're boosting this class a little bit. It just... You know, these are just older names who are getting their bus put into Canton post ominously because I don't think many of these guys are even still alive. I know Jimbo no. is. I know yeah. Jimbo Covert's still alive. But I know Eddie Sprinkle passed away. I know for Donnie f- Shell may still be alive. Do- uh, Donnie Shell may still be alive. I know Speedles passed away. I know Slater's passed away. I think Bobby Dillon passed away. So a lot of these guys aren't around to even be there. So it's and they don't do speeches and stuff like that. They're no. just there for the festivities yeah. and stuff. But again, that is your full 2020 NFL um, Hall of Fame class. Again, NFL honors and Hall of Fame combined. My kind of my opinion, and you guys can hit me back if you'd like. Edwin James does not deserve to be in. Steve Atwater does not deserve to be in. Isaac Bruce does not deserve to be in. And Jimmy Johnson does not deserve to be in. There are four people who are on this NFL honors, on this Hall of Fame class, who are great at what they did. But to say that they're Hall of Fame, it just doesn't make sense. It's the same thing that happened with the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame that we went over. Yeah. Derek Jeter is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Larry Walker is a great baseball player, but by letting Larry Walker in, you now have to let in his teammate Todd Helton. Yeah. Now, where, where does it stop? Where does it stop? 
Now all of a sudden it just becomes the Hall of Great, not the Hall of Fame. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. That's my issue with it. I mean, you've been awfully quiet. What do you have to say? So, if not evident by previous episodes, I'm not that up to my history of professional sports. Yeah, but you know these names. I know some of the names. Like, I know Ed Sprinkle. I know Jimmy Johnson. I know Troy Polamalu. Yeah. But it's not like I know all these, like, 16, 17, 18-year-old, 18-year ballad guys. No, yeah, I'm not expecting you to know Steve Atwater, but you know Edron James. You watched Edron James, okay? Edron James just didn't, it didn't come off the page he was a Hall of Famer. He didn't even, he wasn't even part of the Super Bowl team. The Colts won the Super Bowl. Their running back was Joseph Adai. Wasn't Edron James? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I That three-headed monster... Okay? Was not Edron James. No, Edron James was part of the original three-headed monster. Don't get me wrong. Okay, when it was when it was Manning, James, and Marvin Harrison. That was the original three-headed monster. Then all of a sudden it was Dallas Clark, and it was Reggie Wayne, and they didn't need the running back anymore. And they got rid of James and brought in Joseph Adai. Mm-hmm. Okay? He was the expendable piece. Yeah. That's why Harrison is a because Hall of Fame then, wide receiver. Because then Manning got his targets. Exactly, and the running bat was not necessary. No, in as, that long offense. As, he, as long as as long as he get a thousand yards, yeah, eleven hundred yards, he was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. All he needed was a little bit of time off a play action pass, and he knew he could get it with a different running back. And they didn't need Edron James, and mm-hmm. Edron James fell off a cliff as soon as he left uh, left Indianapolis. Yeah, and then Isaac Bruce is the exact same thing. You know what I mean? Kurt Warner was was a centerpiece on that entire offense, but you want to know who was the real centerpiece? Was Marshall Falk? Yeah, that's where it's a little different. The running backs were carried that team. Then it goes to the quarterback and Kurt Warner. And then you had Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce. I mean, the wide receivers were great, but they weren't Hall of Famers. Not, not, at least not in my eyes. I'm not a writer for the you know for, for, for football, but I just look at as soon as you let someone like that who was a great yeah. great player and put up several great years, you're stuck. It, it opens it, the floodgates it opens for the people floodgates. if they're thinking. Oh, I'm just as good as they are. I should be in the Hall I of Fame. Put, I put up the numbers. Yeah. So now I'm going to pose a question to you. It wasn't after the Super Bowl. We were talked about how we had questions for each other. Is Eli Manning a Hall of Fame quarterback? Hmm. I would honestly say, yeah. Okay. At least we're on the same page with that. Yeah. We're on the same page. Hall of Famer first ballad? No. Third, fourth, maybe fifth? Yes. Okay. Again, I'm a little tougher. I believe it's five years and 90%. If if Eli Manning's not in by a second ballot, he should never get in. Really? He should never get in. He He's he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Just really? Look at his numbers. Just look at his numbers. If, that's what they did here. You're right. Okay? He has two Super Bowl championships. Yeah. NFL just did their top 100 teams of all time. He beat... I believe it was the fourth or fifth greatest team in NFL history. Yeah. In the Super Bowl. Okay? He's the one who made the passes. And he beat him twice. Yeah. But I'm just talking about that 2007 team. He beat that 2017 team. Yeah, the 18-0 the team. Yeah. The 18-1 team. Yeah. Okay? He beat that team. And then he did it again a few years later when he beat the same... He essentially beat Tom Brady and Bill Belichick again. Yeah. Okay? He has two Super Bowl victories, and he can hold them both over the New England Patriots. Yeah. Okay, he was a dy- a dynasty player. He played through the highs and the lows 
of the New York Giants, okay? Mm -hmm. If he is not in first ballot or second ballot, he shouldn't get in. I'm sorry. Again, there's just so many people flooding the Hall of Fame nowadays. I just have major issues with people being 16 years on the ballot and getting in. Yeah. Five years. Five years, 90%. If you can't get 90% of the vote, what's the point? Yeah. Why Why is it like this weird number? <laughs> yeah. So what even is the number? Uh, I know in baseball, it's like 72 or 70 or something that's like that. That's weird. So anyway, that's just my my thoughts. Super Bowl. Oof. Two <sighs> questions. Okay. I'm going to pose, and they have nothing to do with sports. Okay. Best commercial. Oh, by far, Jason Momoa. That one was really, really good. That was the best one. That one was really, really good. I was a big fan of the Tide ones. Oh, with my boy. Um, I'm not sure of his name, but yeah, I know it. Oh, from It's Always Sunny. Yeah. And Horrible Bosses. Yeah. Those were good. I liked the Bud Light Seltzer one with Post Malone. That was okay. I thought that one was cute. Okay. I thought it was funny. All right. Um... And then there was one more. I like the Porsche commercial. The Porsche commercial. The Porsche commercial was the Chase one. Yeah, yeah it was Chase, really good. With the with the electric Porsche. Uh, yeah. Um, but I really think the best commercials were the Tide ones because they go went into so many different like yeah, old just, Super Bowl commercials with Bud Knight. Yeah, yeah. And with Doritos, mm-hmm. and with I like the P and G one because that one was uh voted on. Yeah, that one was good. Um, now. Another question before we get into the actual game. Thumbs up, thumbs down, halftime show. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of it. Uh, way too politically driven. Yeah. I don't want to get into politics and stuff like that. No, we will but, not. We will never get into politics on the show. Well, I'm not promising you that. But, um, yeah, way too politically driven. I, I did not need to see a... Uh, a 40-something and a 50-something-year-old. Not even that. That's not, that's not what bothers me. You're, you're, you're playing the halftime show... For the greatest game in American America, history, in American sports and stuff like that, you don't need to. You don't need to make it a showcase of, a, you know, a different country flag. Yeah. Or something. I know it's a United States territory, but you just don't need. You don't need to showcase yeah. that stuff. You know what I mean? You're in a Latin community. It's all Latin people performing. It, just live it up. It is what it is. It's just, I didn't need to have a party. Exactly, and they did. Yeah. And, I mean, Shakira outperformed Jennifer Lopez by a lot. Oh yeah. I mean, I know there's an age difference. I know Jennifer Lopez is in her fifties and Shakira's yeah. in her forties, but. Whew, Shakira was unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Moving on to the game. Oh, God. Final score, 31-20, Kansas City Chiefs. God. That fourth quarter was the difference maker for those Kansas City Chiefs. Kyle Shanahan has now had two fourth quarter leads in a Super Bowl, albeit one is when he was an offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons, and one is when he was a head coach last night for the San Francisco 49ers. And he blew both games. Mm-hmm. Blew them both. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There is no need when there's nine minutes left and you are up 10 points and you have the damn ball that you're not doing anything else besides turning it around and handing it off to your running back. Mm-hmm. What did I say in the prediction? Didn't you say that if Jimmy G got the ball, he was going to screw it up? Yes. I also said the only way that this team wins, I had them winning 28 to 7. Yeah. Okay. I know what I said, but I had them using running yep. and a very good defense to carry them to this championship. Their very good defense played for 55 minutes. Yeah. With five minutes left, they gave up 
a third and 15 for 44 yards. Yep. And then they gave up the long touchdown run to basically seal the game. Yeah. Okay? When they kept Patrick Mahomes in the pocket, Mahomes made mistakes. He threw two picks from inside the pocket. Two of them. Both his picks were from inside the pocket. When they allowed him to scramble, nobody on the field was fast enough to catch him. Bosa almost Bosa caught him almost once. Bosa almost got him once. Oh, man. If he had gotten him, that changes the aspect of the game right there as well. Because I that think was, that was on a third down. It was a third down. And Mahomes dived for the first down and barely got yeah. it. Yeah. The 49ers just needed to run the ball. Yeah. Run the I don't care if they have 12 guys in the box and they're not putting anybody to cover your receivers on the outside. Take the ball out of Jimmy G's hands and run the damn ball. That's all they had to do. Just like when you're up against the New England Patriots, take the ball out of Matt Ryan's hands, give it to Devontae Freeman, and just and run. run the clock. Andy Reid is the single worst head coach with clock management in NFL history. The guy yeah. can't manage a clock. He's too busy looking at his Denny's menu. Yeah. Okay? If you would have just ran the the, the the dedicated 40 seconds on every play yeah, from that nine-minute mark and you would have went three and out, on every single one of those drives, you would have taken a grand total of 160 seconds off the clock. Mm-hmm. The clock would have run down on the Chiefs. Yeah, would've. they would have been going in for the tying or the winning score with under a minute to go. Yeah, no, of course not. Good no. job, Shanahan. Great job. Great job. You can now 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 you can officially say you screwed over two fan bases for Super Bowl victories. Mm-hmm. Two. Hi, Matt. Now, I agree that the the Niners made bad plays. Specifically putting the ball into Jimmy's hand. It's not that the fact that I don't have faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. Because he was throwing very, very well during this game. Up until that fourth quarter. When the smart thing to do, as you said, run the ball. Specifically run the clock. Jimmy G was only throwing the ball well because they were using play action. Not just dropping back five steps and throwing the ball. Yeah. He was, I think the stats showed he was 9 of 11 in the first half. Mm-hmm. With an interception. And then in the third quarter, they showed a stat. He was 9 for 10 with a touchdown and no picks after halftime. Mm-hmm. Going into the fourth quarter or something like that. Yeah. I promise you, if you go back and you watch all those completions, they're all off of play action. Mm-hmm. There wasn't one where he just stepped back and just threw the ball. No. Uh, one to Kittle, I think. Which one? I think Kittle only had one catch in the entire game. It was the one where he's falling for it. Okay. He did a slant route and he fell for it and okay. caught the ball at the first down. Okay. Um, anyhow, um, what was I going to say? There was one play when it was Jimmy, it was third and five where the refs, I'm going to say the refs because this was a blown call in my opinion. Jimmy was running for the first down and just short missed it. But he was running out of bounds to prevent getting hit. He was already out of bounds, and he got blown up. He was still in the field of play. I know what play you're talking about. He was still in the field of play. Okay. He was still in the field of play. No, no, no. There are two plays that are going to haunt the 49ers for the rest of the season, for the entire offseason. Okay? Pass interference at the end of the first half, in which yeah, George Kittle, Kittle got pushed called. off. Yep, with Kittle pushed off. And there were people who were calling it a tic-tac call. Listen, he went from a bent elbow 
to an extended arm. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a that's definition of offensive pass interference. He created separation. Yeah. Okay. Third and fifteen. Yep. Your defense had played lights out. Okay. Had only given up ten points up until that point. Third yeah. and fifteen. That's it. Those are the two plays that are going to Third and 15, you keep Mahomes in the pocket, you sack him maybe, or just pressure him. Yep. You're, You're going to have fourth and maybe 10. Listen, you had gotten pressure on Mahomes on that play. That entire play fell apart because your defensive backs did not pay attention to Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Mr. Richard Sherman running his mouth, blah, 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 blah. He got blown up the he entire game. destroyed in that game. Destroyed in that game. He made it look like a fool in that game. Yeah. I just, it is what it is. The Chiefs made the plays when the plays needed to be made. Hats off. Hats off to the Chiefs. You know yeah. what I mean? Andy Reid gets a Super Bowl. Yep. Andy Reid's got his ring. Um, um, if he wants Pat to. Mahomes gets his MVP. Yeah. Two years su- in a row. Yep. Super Bowl MVP. Youngest player to ever get Super Bowl MVP. He didn't deserve it. Damian Williams did. Yeah. Damian Williams <laughs> ran that game. Yeah, he did. He was unbelievable in that game. Uh, I believe he had a rushing touchdown. He had a receiving touchdown. Yeah. Um, well over. He had that last touchdown. Was if that I'm not mistaken. Was I that believe him? so. Okay. Well, all I know is he was well over 100 all-purpose. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he, he played unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I mean, my Super Bowl MVP outperformed your Super Bowl MVP. Nick Bosa had a better game than George Kittle. You're right. Yeah. Kittle was triple-teamed the entire game, though. Yeah. It it just... The 49ers, the 49ers lost that game. They yeah. lost that game. You were up 10 points. In the fourth quarter, you lost that game. Yeah, it's not like it's not like they were losing from the entire game. No. They were up with nine minutes left in the game. Yeah. 20 by to 10. 10. By yeah. 10 points. And you had forced two turnovers. You were winning the turnover battle. You were winning the running battle. You were winning the passing battle. If they had actually brought one of the drives down and scored again, they would have won that football game. They just needed a field goal. That's yeah. all they needed. Yeah. That's just enough needed. to put them at least, at least two full touchdowns ahead. Almost two full touchdowns, yeah. 13 yeah. points would have put them almost two full touchdowns ahead. Yeah. They just... Whatever. Good old Shanahan trickling down his leg. Yeah. So. That basically I, finishes it. I have nothing else to say about yeah. this game. I'm no. just frustrated for 49ers fans. I'm frustrated for my mom. Yeah. I'm frustrated for Matt. Yeah. I'm frustrated as an NFC fan. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I've been saying is it's not that I don't like the Chiefs and I don't like Pat Mahomes. I am an NFC football fan. I am an Eagles fan. I am an NFC football fan. You are a Bears fan. You are an NFC football fan. Yep. And it has been, I think that last NFC cha- NFC team to win was the Eagles, but before them it's the Seahawks. Was the Seahawks? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like it's been a long time since any NFC teams won. It was just like, well, I mean, it's always been the freaking Patriots. Well, the thing is, is look at the Patriots' victories. Seahawks should have beaten them. There's yep. no reason why you throw at the end zone. The Falcons should have beaten them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. There's two other Super Bowl champions who don't have titles because of bad coaching decisions. Yeah. And again, bad coaching decisions. Bad bad coaching altogether yeah. in this. At oh, God. I think we're just going to end it before Dave has an aneurysm. Yeah, pretty much. Um, So that pretty much finishes off. Why don't you close us out? Yeah, so this has been a uh, Double Doink production. Yep. Uh, This has been Dave the Doink. Got Josh over there. Yes, sir. Uh, Follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram. Twitter, Facebook. Yep. Uh, your boy here still got the keys. He has the keys to the kingdom. So, I'm kind of letting him run wild with yeah, this. Yeah. So, um, you doinks out there, socks, doinks rock socks. Yeah. Left Twix crew, come on. Yeah. Need to hear from you guys. Um, thank you as always for listening, subscribing, downloading. Uh, you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. 
Uh, reach out to us on any platform as well. Yep. You can reach us on our personal Facebook pages, our personal yep. Instagrams, our personal Twitters, or you can just contact us through the uh, the Doink and Doink connect, um, network. Yep, that Double Doink network. Double, yep, Double Doink network. Um, once again, I've been Dave. That's been Josh. We got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out. <laughs>